ladies, you are listening to Women Emerging Fearlessly. Did you know that four out of five women struggle with confidence and knowing who they are? This show is dedicated to helping women lead their lives with fearless confidence and to know how amazing they truly are. In this show, you will hear from women who are emerging fearlessly, who have overcome many obstacles to pursue their dreams and passions, and they will inspire you and encourage you to stand up, step out, and speak up. Be your authentic self and bring your true gifts to the world. My name is Janelle Anderson, and I am your host. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a great review and subscribe and share it with your friends. Enjoy the show. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to Women Emerging Fearlessly for another wonderful episode. This is Janelle Anderson, your host. And today I have a wonderful guest with me and a really kind of a different topic than what we usually cover. And so I'm excited to talk about this. This is something I need help with. So I have with me today, Emma Ariema McKay, and she is an architect and an interior designer. And she's known as the homeowner's dream home manifester and the realtor's architectural advisor. With her design services, she helps homeowners find space in their current home so they can be productive and live in joy and peace while expressing who they are and how they live. So again, like I said, this is something I I talk about how I just really don't know how to do that in my home. Although, you know, it's pretty comfortable, but uh, I am at a loss when it comes to like designing and all that. So it'll be interesting to find out what Emma has to share with us today. So welcome to the show, Emma. Oh, thank you, Janelle. This is really fun to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to see um, somebody who's really like in this space and helping other homeowners to make their home comfortable and, and have it bring them happiness and all of that. So uh, it's great, the work that you're doing, not only for homeowners, but also with realtors. So tell me, tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you into this industry or this space. Uh, well, it's kind of interesting. I, I say that it's building and design is kind of in my DNA. I was on a job site before I was born. <laughs> my grandfather was building our home. And so my mother would go, you know, visit the site before I was born. Oh, wow. And then, of course, afterwards, she'd cart me around, you know, checking things out. So, you know, the smell of poured concrete and sawn wood, you know, it's those are wonderful aromas to me. And so as I grew up, um, you know, it's kind of funny, I guess I was about 12 and, you know, how you do things. I would do a lot of artwork, but also drew floor plans. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then in high school, I learned about Leonardo da Vinci, who was an architect, artist and all that. So he was my hero. And so I followed in his footsteps. I went to RISD, uh, got my architectural degree and then got licensed. And, you know, that led me into my career for many years, you know, after that. And, you know, I know we wanted to talk about kind of how that experience was. And it was funny when I decided to do architecture, 
I didn't think of the gender factor at that time. And that was, oh, some years ago, let's say. So there weren't many women in that industry at that time. I think in my class, there were three women and probably 50 men. And, you know, that was okay because at that time there was, you know, that was kind of fair, fair game, you know, for meeting people and all that. But in the workplace, what was interesting, I remember going to one of my first interviews in New York City, and I walked in, and there was a little, well, I shouldn't say little guy, a man sitting at the desk with his bow tie, and I said, you know, introduce myself, I'm here for an interview. And he said, oh, a girl's here, and he goes <laughs> running to the back. And so, I mean, you know, there were a lot of those awkward situations, and then even working in offices, it would be maybe the... The, the woman, older, mature woman, secretary, and me. So my coworkers didn't really know how to com communicate or deal with us. You know, for me, they would consider me um, their sister, their aunt, their lover, their mother. You know, they, they couldn't just relate to me. In fact, one time in those days, we had the parallel rules to draw and mine broke one day. And so, you know, normally somebody would help you, but the response I got, well, you're a liver, you can do it yourself. So it was, you know, they didn't even relate to me as a person and an equal. So it was very interesting. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that uh, I hear often with women who are in those industries where it's dominated by men. There's all kinds of unique things that women have to kind of navigate through that are rooted in probably a lot of just, I don't know, just mindsets and beliefs that are probably subconscious. I think for a lot of men, even that they just were, you know, grew up with or around or whatever. And, and they have, like you said, generalized, like labeled you really in a way, instead of taking the time to get you to know you as a person and get to know you as an architect. So it's hard, you know, it makes it really hard for women to speak up and to be confident. Did you find, uh, or tell us about that? Like, what was that like for you as far as your confidence level? I think I was pretty good at that um, because, you know, there were some, there was only one issue that somebody else got the project rather than me. And that it wasn't gender. It was because he, uh, the, the partner didn't really work with me. He didn't know me that well. And basically I was doing the project, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I, I didn't, I don't remember any of that kind of thing, but you know, what you were talking about that mindset, you know, this, I grew up in the fifties. So another thing, kind of the history of how that led me to here. Um, I remember, I think it was about fifth grade or no junior high school. They, we had a class, what are you going to do when you grow up? And the girls got certain books and the boys got certain books. And, you know, the girls were like, teacher, secretary, that kind of thing. And the guys got the engineering, sales, that, that thing. And even in a classroom, I think this was earlier, like fifth grade. I, you know, like I said, I was drawing and they allowed us, instead of writing a report, you could draw. So I did um, portraits of the presidents and, and then another project I did the pictures of the planets. And I was so into astronomy. And one day the teacher asked me, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, I want to be a scientist. And she said, oh no, you can't be a scientist. You're a girl. <laughs> oh my God. So, you know, it was whole, that whole mindset, you know, that was 
mid late fifties that you just, you couldn't do that kind of thing. And even my father, I always wanted trains for Christmas. And my mother said he wouldn't let, he wouldn't let me get them. So it, it just really funny things. How I would, yeah, I grew up in the same time frame. <laughs> yeah. And it was always like, you could be a teacher, you could be a nurse, you could be a secretary, things like that. But we didn't have a lot of options. It wasn't like, Hey, you can be anything you want, you know? And now I'm really glad to see more of that. Yeah, there in the fields. Yeah, now there women. are so many women architects. It's it's really great to hear. But there's still the, the last AIA conference I went to. Um, I missed this session, but um, it was something about women in architecture. So apparently there were a lot of not so wonderful responses from male architects saying that they design soft architecture. I don't know, kind of silly, silly reactions like that. So there's still that little bit, you know, going on. Uh, we're still, we're still working on it. <laughs> still yeah. working on it. Yeah. So tell us about what you do with homeowners. I'm really interested to hear about, uh, you know, you're known as the homeowner's dream home manifester. Right. So how do you help help homeowners to manifest their dream home? Well, I'm lucky I have a gift that I can really translate what they want into the actual physical design. So, you know, now what's happening is if people, you know, this whole thing about working at home and needing different kinds of spaces. So, you know, we talk about what their needs are and even kind of the timelines, the time <laughs> sections, they need need different spaces. So I can help them if we need to rearrange their floor plan or just find different kinds of spaces that they can use as either work or study places. For example, one place you probably wouldn't think about is a laundry room. And that's almost perfectly set up. There's usually counter space. It's quiet, <laughs> you know, if the machines aren't running, but that could be a great workspace. Usually there's even natural light with a window. So, you know, looking at your home a little differently and finding those kind of spaces. Um, there was even one instance where there was a nice entry hall and the person was able to set up a nice work area in there. So it's just looking at your home a little differently and and creating those spaces that you need for you or your kids to study yeah my husband used to have a little office in our laundry room yeah he doesn't anymore but <laughs> it's cozy and warm and actually pretty good with sound yes. too because it's very insulated yeah and i i created a little corner here in the basement for my office space i have a space upstairs but i found myself just staying downstairs because it was just easier so i thought well i better just set up down here and that way i can just leave my recliner and go to work and come over here <laughs> yeah. pretty well it's interesting because you're not just about interior design as far as like decorating you're more like the architectural structural like if you have to move a wall that kind of thing yeah, like I, I can do both can... i've worked in companies where we did you know the interiors i had some years working on hotel projects which were great and so my theory or, or my belief is that the interiors are part of the architecture you know you can't separate them because it's you know the kind of theme the color the texture the material you know, they're so integrated. So, you know, I can actually do both. But like I say, being an architect, yeah, I can get in there, move the walls around and really make your floor plan function at its, at its best. That's awesome. What would you suggest to 
people who have no idea where to start. And like me, I look at my home and I'm just like, it is what it is. You know, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> yeah. Well, th that's the thing. I think people might not realize how things can function better and they just accept what is. And, you know, there's, there's that saying, um, if you put a frog in a, in a pan with hot water and you slowly turn the heat up, you know, they won't notice it. And that's, I think, what happens with so many homes, you know, whether it's even changing the color, changing the flooring. But if you can really look at your home and if there's any little agitations, um, well, one exercise you can do is just find the place in your home that you absolutely love. That makes you really comfortable and you really like it. So look around, you know, is it the natural light coming in? Is it the view out the window? Um, is it the fireplace? You know, whatever, just really look at it. And so those can be things that you'd like to use in other places in your home. So that could be one start. But also, it's you know writing down the priorities, what you really need in your home. Do you need a bigger family room to do your um, TV, movie, movie time, or you have a big family that eventually will gather back in your home, you know, and those kind of things. So really write down your requirements, and then I would really suggest to have even an hour or two with a professional because we can see so many more possibilities in your home than you can. Like you say, you know, not everyone can do that. And this way you can get maximum uh, efficiency out of your home and it'll help save money, you know, when you're doing the remodeling. Yeah, that's great advice. So do you do any kind of consulting online? Can you do it well, remotely? This is, yeah, this is the great thing now. I'm doing a project in Northern California. I'm in Reno and they're sending me pictures. You know, we're doing the colors and, and other things. So yeah, right now it's great. Everyone's so used to doing virtual that, you know, we can do that now. Yeah, yeah. you would probably like take a tour of their home <laughs> on their phone or something. <laughs> yeah, and if they have floor plans, they can send that or they can do a sketch and we can look at that. So yeah, it's it's great timing because everybody's used to this virtual uh, it's true. You know, working it's, now. It's yeah. amazing how much we can do online yeah. that we never really considered before we had to. <laughs> yeah. And now like the whole world's like opened up in a new way for people too. I would love to like explore a little bit about what you do with uh, realtors too. You know, I know uh, my sister is a realtor, which I've told you, and probably a lot of my audience is it's Pretty, I think a lot of women are in real estate these days. So what do you do to help realtors? Well, similarly to how I help homeowners see potential, um, I realized that I used to flip homes and I had to be aware of things that were appealing because I wanted to sell the properties faster. So I thought, you know, realtors are doing this all the time, talking to people and Right now, with the inventory so low, I think people are settling for homes. And so if they can make their clients happier, <laughs> what I'm teaching them is how to see properties the way I can, the possibilities. So if the if the room or the house is dark, you know, they can suggest putting windows or some kind of feature, you know, putting a fireplace in, which is so easy to do. So teaching them those kind of skills. I have a, a program, a, a course for them that's actually approved here in Nevada for the, for three credits. So it's been received pretty well. You know, it's really fun to, to give them those skills so they can help their clients envision the possibilities. So 
maybe they're not so, you know, disappointed settling for a home and they can really see the possibilities and how it can be just perfect for them. Yeah, I would think that would be a great added skill and specialty for a realtor to be able to do that. It's kind of like reminds me of these uh, shows, you know, where they take the people around to several houses and say, we could do this, we could do that, we could do this. And I'm always Mm -hmm. amazed at the ideas they come up with and how it looks at the end. (laughs) I know, isn't it great? I love those shows. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're great. You have written a book also. What was your book about? I have. Yes, it's The Homeowner's Guide to Stress-Free Remodeling. My whole thing about kind of educating homeowners because all my clients never did a remodel and it's overwhelming. You know, it's a whole new territory. And the big thing is they're always afraid of going over budget, finding the right contractor. So this book lays out the basics to do all that. And it's it's always keeping an eye on the budget, too. So I show them how to do that so they don't get you know, out of line. Because in my early years, you know, we do these great designs and then we get a bid and they can't do the project or have to scale down so much. And there's an easy rule of thumb how to do this. I'll tell you right now, it's you take the area of what you're going to remodel times the cost per square foot. It varies throughout the U.S., but say if you take $150 or maybe $200 per square foot as a rule of thumb, just an estimate, you can get uh, an estimate cost. You may run up more if you're doing foundations or a basement or something like that, but that'll give you an idea of how to think about your budget. Kind of a starting place anyway. Or Yeah, yeah. That uh, is a great book to get. So anybody out there that's thinking about remodeling, grab that book. It sounds very practical and uh, you friendly, you know, place to start because I know we've done a little bit of remodeling. My husband, more than me, <laughs> the kitchen and the bathroom, and he has a better eye for that. And uh, yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, you can easily like go over budget or get frustrated. Right. And then if they want to take the next step, if they are going to remodel to get more familiar with the process, I have a program for them, uh, Homeowners Remodeling Blueprint. And so that's available to really understand the process, how to find contractors, what the architect is going to do for you, how to prepare and how, how the project wraps up too. you know, the whole process. So you'll really be in sync when you're working with an architect. So, you know, he'll be guiding you, but this will be your extra bonus behind. So you'll be a star client for them, you know, to know all these things beforehand. Oh yeah, I bet. I yeah. bet. And the whole thing is to, to enjoy the process. It's amazing. and It's exciting, but people get so stressed out, you know, because they don't expect all these things. And, you know, if something goes wrong, there's always a remedy for it, you know, so it's, it's just kind of getting you ready. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a really good plan. And what you offer is, is unique and like you have like the whole thing, you know, it's 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 like all in one package in a way for homeowners that want to do some redesigning. Um, and I love, you know, that you you really feel like people should feel productive in their home and feel a lot of joy and peace because I mean, you know, home is, especially now we're at home so much more, you know, it's so important to love your home and feel comfortable and happy in, in your home. Right. And um, your happy place. So I always ask my guests, this is kind of like a switch of topics, but um, since my 
podcast is Women Emerging Fearlessly. I always like to ask my guests where you emerged fearlessly. Because obviously you're doing something you really love and you're, you own your own business, right? This is your business? Yes, I do. Ah. Yeah. So at one point you worked for companies and organizations and now you're doing your own thing. And so in there, there's a transition where you emerged, right? And, and just went after your dream and went after your passion. Uh, what was that like for you? And did you have to overcome any obstacles or self-doubt or anything like that? The biggest thing was getting clients in the beginning. <laughs> but yeah. it worked out that I, I had enough work. And I also, I, I worked for an interior designer. We, I helped her with her drawings and things like that. So that kind of kept the, you know, the rent and gas money and car payments and that kind of thing going. But it was such a freedom to have my own business and deal with the clients directly. You know, some of the, the companies I worked for, I did deal with the clients, but it was the partners who went forward with it and, and all that. So having my own, in a sense, freedom to deal with my clients and do what I thought was best was just wonderful. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I feel kind of lucky, maybe not overcoming a, a lot of obstacles. Um, Later on, you know, kind of another freedom that came about or a sake, I know experiment, but what, what's happened since about three years ago, well, longer than that, I had an idea for a workbook that I would give my clients before we met so we can really, you know, get to work at our first meeting. And I then learned about the online world. So I thought, oh, this would be a good online program. And that's how that uh, the home remodeling blueprint program came about and I worked with a coach to help me get that organized and, you know, working with a the coach, they kind of expand your horizons. Yes. And that's when the book came about and then being involved in all these great uh, online organizations. Then there was a podcast <laughs> to find out about, to spread my word even further. So, you know, it was just taking or finding out these other wonderful things you could do to expand your business and actually expand your own experience because every interview I do, I learned so much. I, I have the, the one interview for homeowners and the one for realtors, which I offer them different kind of business skills that they don't really normally get taught. So it's so exciting for me. So, you know, having that freedom of your own business, you can just go, the sky's the limit. Yeah. And I love the two words. I keep hearing freedom and expand. Um, freedom is huge for, I think that's what draws people into entrepreneurship is that freedom. And it is wonderful, but it, it does take work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. So oh, yes. And it's not, what's that saying that uh, you leave your office um, for working 40 hours a week for working for yourself 60 hours yes, a week? True. <laughs> it's <very> true. <laughs> but you're doing work you love. So it doesn't feel like work no, most of the time, no. but you do have to, you know, put a lot into it. And I think for some that seems scary because if they're used to working for someone and getting that paycheck and having all those benefits, you know, the golden handcuffs as they call it, um, it's, it's scary to make that leap. But I love how you're saying, you know, I just took, I took one step, 
And I had, you know, you had that partnership. So there's like ways to do this where you can ease your way into it. I had the same kind of experience, sort of a transition period where I had some income coming in while I'm building it. And then you just keep moving, right? You take one step at a time, you learn one thing, like you expanded along the way into new things, creating that program and then your podcasts and you meet people along the way, you learn along the way. You don't just jump from A to Z <laughs> and have it all together, you know? And that's um, really good to know because if you only have to worry about taking that one next step, it's a lot easier. I think it, it helps to alleviate a lot of that fear that, you know, one step, you'll take that one step and then learn to what you need to learn and then take the next step and you're ever expanding. Yeah. And I, th I think also I mentioned I had a coach and I think if you, that's one thing really important is to have the guidance and support to do that because it can take you 10 times longer. That's what happened with my, that first program. I was messing around with it for about five years. And then it, I think I got it done in four or five months <laughs> and exactly. did it the right <laughs> way. And then, like I say, and then you get into that situation and you find out how many other things that you can do, support your business or expand it. it. It's just amazing. Yeah. And that's a huge, huge point too, is that you don't have to do it alone and finding that coach or that mentorship or program to help you. And I know I tried to do it on my own for six years. I had a couple of coaches I worked with along the way and that helped me a lot. And then I got to this place just this past year where I was like, okay, now I need to like make a bigger leap and a bigger investment in myself. And that's what I'm doing. And it's, it's wonderful, but I wouldn't have been ready for that six years ago. So, you know, I had the help that I needed from the first coach and then the next coach. Um, but shameless plug for coaches right here. <laughs> they do help you a lot. Uh, and that's what I do is I help business women or business owners to build that confidence so that they can build and grow and scale their business because you need to have confidence to take those action steps. Did you ever struggle with confidence and, and all that while you were probably every day, <laughs> you know, there's still that underlying thing is like, Oh my God, you know, what are they going to think? Especially when I was doing that, the realtor program, because I'm not a realtor, you know, and they're probably thinking, you know, what is she going to teach us? So yeah, there's different steps of the way. That's always that. Um, the syndrome, mm -hmm. the uh, imposter syndrome, yeah, imposter. You know, I think that, you know, comes to surface every so often, but it's like, you just push through it, you know, and, and, and find out, you know, is it, is it going to work or not? And the biggest thing that um, when I started this uh, the program with my, uh, my coach and mentor, it was so scary. It was, um, you know, is this going to work? And am I good enough? And that whole line of thing, but it just, and, and the regret, that's, that's what I was trying to remember. I would have regretted not doing this to my grave. And that was so overwhelming. Yes. That made me yes, do it. Just, oh, that's your why. It's like, yeah. I don't want to get to the end of my life and look back and say, Oh, I could have done this. This is what I would have, this is what I was created to do, or just that's, where my passion was and I didn't follow it. So that, that actually helped motivate me as well. And that's a huge point there is to really check in on your why, why do you want to do this thing and then get 
get the help with the coach. And then I, you said something else that I thought was really key is that you push through that fear by doing something, take a small action. And every time I call them confidence boosters in my program, where you take a small action, something that you were afraid to do or something you felt like, Hey, I'm not good enough. Or is it going to fail? Is it going to work? Something like that, that, that really scares you that you're hesitating and just do it. Do like the smallest step that you can and you get a boost of confidence because you did it. And then you're able to take the next step. Right. So it's, it's action as well as your mindset. I, I, I want to say something else. It's kind of asking for help or asking for what you need. When I started my podcast, uh, the realtor one, I saw some really high level people on other podcasts and so I thought, well, I'll just ask them. And they said, yes. And one of my former guests, you know, I was trying to make introductions for her. And she said, how did you get all these people on your podcast? I said, I just asked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that, I think that's really important, too, is not be afraid to ask for what you want or need. You know, they, they can exactly. say, no, that's the worst thing that can happen. But if they say yes, wow, <laughs> you know. Yes, those opportunities happen when you're out there looking for them and asking for them. So that's another great, great point. Good tips for business building and women who are, you know, at that point of either building it or thinking about it, or even maybe you're on your way and you've gotten to a certain point. So hopefully this is all inspiring to anybody listening today. Um, So you have something that you can offer my audience for free. You want to talk about what that is? Yes, it's the Home Optimizer Checklist. And it's having you look at your home a little differently. You know, what we talked about earlier, if you need certain spaces, see if you can find them in your home. Or maybe, you know, in the end, you might have to reorganize, remodel, or you know, it might help you make the decision to move on to a, a different home. But it'll just have you look at things differently to hopefully enhance your home and enhance your enjoyment living there. That's the most important thing because our environment has such an enormous impact on us. And, you know, if you're living in a home that you absolutely love, you're going to be more productive and happy and your family will just be wonderful. So that's what that's about. (laughs) Fabulous. All right. So that link to grab that free offer will be in the show notes and as well as um, your, we'll put your website there. I was going to say, oh, you have a summit coming up, don't you? We do. Yeah, it's going to run February 8th for six days. And it's all about being productive and maybe even increasing your income while you're working at home. Wonderful. So we have a lot of different topics that I think will help inspire you. Absolutely. So um, I will be helping to promote that. I'll definitely get all that information from you and put that out there because that sounds fabulous, especially for for my audience too, because so many of us are working from home and that productivity, being able to be productive is a huge, a huge one. I hear women talk about that all the time, myself included, like I get distracted or I have all these things I want to do at the end of the day, I didn't do them. Why? You know? And so being able to come up with those strategies you know, and techniques and practices that help you to be focused and get things done, is really important. So that sounds like an interesting um, summit and. Um, I just encourage everyone to check that out. And uh, if that's something that interests you, there'll be a lot of speakers and a lot of content, a lot of great things that you can learn from and take away from. 
So, well, thank you so much for being here, Emma. This has been a great conversation. Oh, great. This has been my pleasure being here. Yeah, I've enjoyed it very much and appreciate you coming and sharing your expertise and and your great tips for for business building, you know, and um, just taking that leap and doing it. That's been really encouraging. That's it, ladies. So until next time, just remember to be confident and be real and be you. And I'll see you all next time. I hope you enjoyed that episode and got a lot out of it that will help you on your journey to becoming fearlessly confident. If you would like to know how to work with me to help you to become fearlessly confident, just email me, Janelle at EmergingLifeCoaching.com. You can also go to my website. There's lots of great resources on there, including a free mini course called Be Confident, Be Real, Be You. It's a three video course with downloadable action guides that will definitely help you to get on this journey to becoming fearlessly confident. My website is EmergingLifeCoaching.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, be fearless, be confident, and be you.